Today, 263 of uh, Shaped by the Word. Uh, we are in our third season together, the story of the prophets. The prophets uh, provide a wonderful bridge uh, from the Old Testament uh, where God has been deeply faithful to Israel, but Israel has been deeply unfaithful to him. And of course, we see in there a picture of our own sense to wander far from God and far from his blessing and far from his presence, treasuring the good gifts of God more you know, than we treasure you know, God ourselves. So in the book of Ezekiel, we already find the judgment of God having taken place that many in Israel have been deported to Babylon. Uh, and we are just a, you know, a few short years away from you know, Nebuchadnezzar's complete destruction of the city of Jerusalem. Uh, the glory of God has, has already, according to Ezekiel, left the city. And his presence is no longer with those who are there. But uniquely, his presence is with those who are you know, mm-hmm. far away from him. He has become their sanctuary, and he has you know, become their hope. Even some of those in the, in, in the exile, of course, are still rebellious and still have eyes to see and ears to hear, and they're not hearing. Mm-hmm. But God is still doing a work to humble them and to return them and to rebuild, rebuild them. Mm-hmm. So we continue. Uh, you know, in uh, chapter 12 with uh, verse you know, 21, and we always pause because it is a, a gift we've been given to hear God you know, through his word, to see a vision of who God is, to know him personally, but more than that, to have him do a deep work in us. The promise of the new covenant was a new heart uh, that is responsive mm-hmm. to him and a spirit that allows us and moves us to be the people that he has called us to be. And that's always our prayer as we come to Scripture, mm-hmm. that he would uh, guide our heart uh, in right paths so that we might know him and, and live with the gift of his presence in our life. So, Matt, before we, before we read, do you mind praying for us? Let's pray. Father, we do pray exactly that. Um, we ask that you would continue to, to reveal um, wonderful things through your word as we fix our our hearts and our affection on on you in this time uh, father we are grateful for uh, the gift of your word and grateful that you are a god who speaks and pursues and um, and father we we confess that too often we uh, approach your word um, just simply to to get something out of it or um, uh, with a sense of duty but uh, father would we as we spend time in your word today, um, would we be reminded of, of who you are, of what you intend to do in us and through us, and and what you've done in Christ Jesus. We thank you for um, the grace that we have in him. Thank you for the, the joy of being your people in this place, and, and we ask that you would be with us as we read. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 12. Beginning in verse 21, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man. What is this Proverbs you have in the land of Israel? The days go by and every vision comes to nothing. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm going to put an end to this proverb and they will no longer quote it in Israel. Say to them, the days are near when every vision will be fulfilled. For there will be no more false visions or flattering divinations among the people of Israel. But I, the Lord, will speak what I will, and it shall be fulfilled without delay. For in your days, for in your days, you rebellious people, I will fulfill whatever I say, declares the sovereign Lord. 
The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. The Israelites are saying, the vision he sees is for many years from now. And he prophesies about the distant future. Therefore say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. None of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled, declares the sovereign Lord. And of course, we've already mentioned uh, that when Amos, you know, prophesied in the land of Israel and first started pronounce, you know, the fall of Jerusalem and the fall of Judah, two hundred years have passed by, and it's easy for the people, you know, to think, you know, we have another two hundred years or another three hundred years, or you know, maybe some of these things won't even, you know, come true at all. Uh, we're reminded, you know, very much of, you know, what. Uh, you know, Peter warned us, God is not slow in keeping his promises. Some people count slowness. Certainly 200 years, you know, seems slow to us. But on the side of, you know, but God is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to a knowledge of the truth. And, and so there's been plenty of time and plenty of space and plenty of warning for repentance. But the people are taking for granted uh, these things will never happen. And so you've had, you know, uh, three deportations, you know, from Jerusalem. Um, but the latest one has been, you know, in about 597, and the total destruction will come about, you know, 587. So we're somewhere in between there. So we're anywhere from, you know, three to five years from when these you know, things will actually take place and actually overwhelm the people who have just built, as we read earlier, brand new houses, mm -hmm. sparkling, awesome houses in the city of Jerusalem with all the latest modern conveniences. And they are about to be not not meet in a cauldron in the city. They'll be scattered to the nations, and the Lord will uh, chase them down, and His judgment will catch them wherever you know the desire to hide from Him. And it's just so true that we can just get so caught up in mm -hmm. doing these things and kind of living life, building houses, families, everything, and and yet not really live, you know, it seems like as we read about these people, you know, like, oh, those days, every vision comes to nothing. Like they just have no fear of the Lord or mm -hmm. respect for his word or, or anything. And just thinking, well, I'm going to do my thing. And, and yet they don't know the dangers that lie so close to them. And, and so it's a good reminder for my heart to, to be attentive to the things of the Lord and not just the things that I want to be focused on or I want to spend my days doing, but He's called and, you know, the people are so far from what he's called them to be. And mm -hmm. I don't want that to be true of myself or our church or anything like that. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, Jesus and Luke says, you know, in those days, the coming of the Son of Man, uh, you know, people being married and giving you marriage just in the days of Noah, when everything kind of overcame them, just in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, when the judgment of God overcame them. And, of course, the same thing would be true, you know, for, you know, Judah. Uh, the judgment of God will over. You know, overcome them and all of these judgments you know the judgment you know in in genesis and the judgment you know of sodom and gomorrah and the judgment are types of of the coming judgment which we should never take for granted and even mm -hmm. though uh, we have uh, been spared from god's wrath if we are in christ jesus we always need to live in light of his coming rather than getting attached to the things of the world uh, that we are attached to the hope that we have in Him, and we're also responsible with the gift we've given, the responsibility of stewarding the gospel and the grace of God to a generation around us that desperately needs to hear mm -hmm. a word from the Lord. Kind of reminds me of, you know, of course, the story of the man who builds the bigger silo <clears throat> and then decides to eat, drink, and be merry <laughs> because he's arrogant. You know, he's 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 living. Um, 
anyway, and then to to hear that his life would be required of him that day, and it's just so easy to fall in to that, you know, and to well, that's right. Obviously, you know, the Lord could come at any time, and obviously, we could go at right. you know any time, and we mm-hmm. take a lot of things, you know, for granted. Uh, we take for granted, as David has already pointed out, you know, that God's word is true, mm-hmm. and we just kind of set it aside for, you know, maybe a time that's later, some other generation or some other place and some other time, uh, rather than for us in this immediate, you know, mo- moment. Uh, and uh, there, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot, you know, uh, a lot of parables talk about being ready, you mm-hmm. know, when he comes, being found, doing his will, and he, when he comes. So this is not just a word for. Uh, Jerusalem, uh, this is a word for us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and Ezekiel begins, the, or this section, you know, chapter 11, which we read yesterday, just that with that kind of condemnation that the people have eyes, but they do not see, they have ears, but they do not hear. You know, and, and so when they start asking, you know, well, the Lord's, you know, sure, there's a lot of visions, and you know, it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what the Lord's indicting them, you know, on is they should have seen the moment. They mm-hmm. should have heard and they should have responded, and yet they failed to do it. And the only time in the chapter the Lord says, and then they will know that I'm the Lord, is after it comes through judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, and what a, mm-hmm. what a tragedy. that they, yeah. they should have known the Lord through his word and through seeing him, you know, move, not waiting for judgment to fall upon them. You know, and I mean, going back to what David was saying, it's, it's easy for us to fall into this same thing, to mm-hmm. we have eyes to see but do not see, and ears to hear but do not hear, and... And yet the Lord in his graciousness speaks to us and he calls us to himself. He reveals his heart and character through his word. And, you know, and, and so, yeah, we want to be people who are found faithful you know, to what God has revealed to us and what he calls us to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Jesus, you know, in the parable of soils, talked about those who uh, would not bear the fruit of the kingdom because of the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of the pleasures. Mm-hmm. You know, this world, and that, that certainly does, you know, characterize us. We're not at a place where we're, you know, in, in tribulation to the extent, uh, you know, that we find it other people in other places, uh, but we are certainly people who are more concerned uh, with, you know, things that uh, will not ultimately matter than we are with the things that really do matter most, and that is uh, living in obedience to God and stewarding, you know, the, the responsibility of the gospel that he's given us. Heavenly Father, may we not be uh, a people who are unaware of the hope that we have in you. Uh, May we not be reaching for all of the great things that this life has to offer and and forget that you've offered us so much better than Christ. And if we have everything but do not have you, we have nothing. And if we have you uh, but do not have the goods of this world. We are still infinitely wealthy because of your grace and your mm-hmm. presence in us. We thank you that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. And may we be a people who long for his appearing. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.